0: Episode 91, Puzzles.
1: Join us at the table where we talk board games to miniatures and everything in between. The Games We Play with Brian and Chris. And welcome back to The Games We Play, a podcast about board games, tabletops, RPGs, miniatures, but always about the games we play. I'm your host, Brian, and co-founder of The Games We Play, and with me this week, our co-host is Emily i'm emily welcome back to the podcast
0: i'm happy to be here
1: i'm glad you are happy to be here (laughs) (laughs) well thank you for joining us and listening if this is the first time you're listening thank you for tuning in i hope you enjoy it right now during pandemic we're kind of doing a different format typically do smaller segments talk about game reviews and other topics but right now we're just talking about the games we play I hope you enjoy. Our goal really is just to share our love for the hobby and board games and just talk about some games that we've been playing. Hopefully, maybe you find a new game to try out, maybe a game to go check out, and, and hopefully maybe your next favorite game. Well, Emily, it's been another week and uh it was my birthday. Just throwing that Happy on the birthday. <laughs> Thank Happy you. birthday to you. Oh, man. Now we're going to have to cut that out. That's uh, copyrighted. Oh, no. I'll have to bleep that out. No, I'm just kidding. I'm pretty sure that's okay. We'll find out. Um, The Beatles are pretty pretty concerned about their copyright. But that's neither here nor there. But yeah, it was my birthday, so we got some games in. Excuse me.
0: That's from the Beatles? Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Oh. I will cut that out, because some people are just going to be offended. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we got some games in, had some really good food. It was it was a good time. Nice and relaxing. And got to enjoy um, doing some things. So, Emily, we, we got a few games in this week. Before we move on, was there anything you want to talk about? Game goals or anything like that? Or do you just I want just to get into it? Just a little
0: update. I've played 18 games this year, and 13 of which were unique. So. Very nice. Oh, well, yes, and last time I talked about I already got my top game goal for the month, so.
1: Yeah, we did.
0: Um, When the day this episode comes out, I get to start a new one. <laughs> Yay. You can choose another number.
1: Oh, boy. Uh, nine. I'm going to pick All nine. right.
0: We'll see what that is. Stay tuned time. to the end of yeah. the
1: episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's a deep teaser that people really want to know. If,
0: if you are on the edge of your seat about my number nine on my list.
1: we're gonna play stay tuned uh well cool we're making good progress so one month down are you on i think you're on track for your goal right
0: oh yeah my goal for the year is 104
1: i am um behind
0: but what i said is i should probably raise it because yours is so high that i'm obviously gonna make 104 yeah, no I, problem. I was
1: just checking. We're up. To, I'm up to 19. I'm behind because 19 a month is not. It's only going to put me up to like 2:30. So gotta chop, chop on that. Get it. All right. Well, let's talk about some <laughs> games, though. Let's just get into it. We, uh, we don't have a whole lot of time here. We're kind of pressed for time right now, but. We're going to get into this and talk about some games. So, Emily, do you want to go ahead and start it off first and talk about a game that we played this week?
0: Yes. So, we just received another Clank expansion called Clank Sunken Sunken Treasure, where we are pirates, would you say?
1: Divers. Divers. We're just trying to get treasure. By the way, thank you, Game Nerds, for... Having these expansions super cheap. They are like $12. It's yes. Like hard to beat. Anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but Game Nerds is awesome. They're the stuff. And I got to
0: say, it still makes Clank one of my favorite games, if not my absolute favorite game. Wow. I love this game.
1: Yeah. So what what does Sunken Treasure do? What's yeah, different about so this one? Yeah. So
0: basically, when you go in the depths, if you've played Clank before, which is a deck building game, adventure, deck building adventure game, you when you go into the depths, you're going underwater. So, all of the theme is underwater. There's fish cards, tre- like sunken treasure. Uh, One of the things you have to buy from the market is a scuba suit to get to certain places. And if you don't have the scuba suit, then it's two boots instead of one. Or you can't... If you go into...
1: There's flooded rooms.
0: That's what I was looking for. Flooded can- rooms.
1: I just wanted to let you flounder.
0: Oh, Nice pun, dad.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm pretty... I'm 35 now, so... Yeah, you're you're like an old man. (laughs) All right, carry on. Okay.
0: If you go into a flooded room, on your next turn, you have to go up for air. So you have to get to... A, a non-flooded room. A non-flooded yeah, room. Yeah, if you
1: start in flooded room, if you don't have scuba, otherwise you take damage.
0: Yes, otherwise you get clank. Is it clank or you just get no? A, you get a straight wound. up. No,
1: you get straight up damage.
0: Okay, so those are a couple of the differences, and obviously it adds a lot more new cards yep. to the deck.
1: Some it, there's some interesting mechanics with this one where there's special bonuses if you discard the card. Traditionally in the base game, there's there's cards that say discard a card to draw two cards or whatever. Well, when you discard the card, you usually don't get any benefit from it. However, with the cards in this, if you discard one of those cards, you actually get a bonus that's better than the base if you don't discard yeah. it, which is really cool.
0: It is really cool.
1: It definitely adds in some more strategy into the base game. Um, almost want to play with those cards in the base game no matter what. It doesn't yeah. necessarily matter. Uh, at least with the the... Temple, the Egyptian one, the Mummy's Curse. Yes, with the Mummy one, those cards are a little more specific to the theme and some of the mechanics. At least with the Sunken Treasures, there really isn't any new mechanic like the Mummy, so those cards probably work a lot better in the base game. You just straight up play the base game. So yeah, it was interesting. I I don't know if it was just the luck of the draw, but we definitely had way more money than we've ever had before. Yeah,
0: the there were some of the new cards give you a lot more money
1: and we, we happened to before. get them all at the beginning we had so much i've never seen when we we played this game so many times i've never seen us get this much money i
0: almost game. got money every single time
1: yeah it was pretty crazy it was a lot of fun though it was good so overall i i think this was a really good expansion it didn't add tons of complexity if any and it was just a nice change up from usual Clank. that you know clink's a lot of fun but you can get kind of boring right. not boring per se just it gets old playing the same board yes. with the same yep. cards.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'll, in the base game, you if you play it enough times, you can kind of figure out a strategy of like, okay, I'm going to go down here, and then I'm going to back up here.
1: Mm-hmm. And it just adds enough new cards. Oh, what's that? Instead of when you're playing the base game over and over again, you just know. And there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. Right. And And there's some fun to be had as you start to master it, but... Definitely the, the new board the water. And I thought it was kind of funny that when you move into the water rooms, depending on what height the path is, you can make splash, um, i.e. you make clink when you go into the water rooms because yes. you're, you're splashing in. So I thought that was kind of interesting as well. Mm-hmm. Overall, I really enjoyed it. Just a great another entry into clink. I think there's only one more expansion that we don't have, I think. Um, I don't know. Twelve seconds later. Ooh, Tower of Babel is a 2021 expansion that's Ooh, coming out. Another, oh,
0: another. Uh,
1: but we don't have the the one that came out last year. Adds I think two more players to the game. Okay. And then the Temple of the Ape Lords.
0: We don't have that one.
1: Nope. Okay, so that's the other one we don't have is Temple of the Ape Lords. Uh, it looks like it adds <laughs> it adds this big like gorilla meeple guy. It Looks kind of cool. Oh,
0: that's cool. Is that the dragon then?
1: I don't know. Probably not. Um, um, so we don't have that one. And then
0: I was a bit disappointed this. Uh, oh, this. gold
1: and silk is another expansion. We have. So oh. we have a couple of oh. expansions we don't have oh, yet. good,
0: We still have more to get. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I can play, not play this really,
0: game all day long. Usually
1: I'm not huge into grabbing a lot of expansions, especially when it doesn't add tons to, of content to the game. But man, I've just been really enjoying. Clint. Just those
0: new cards, though. I, I know. I think are worth it. And I love the new boards. Yeah. I like how their expansions come with a new board. Yeah. To go with the
1: theme. And add more new minor secrets, major secrets. It just adds stuff that's just mm-hmm. different. But really like it, really enjoy it. Looking forward to grabbing the other expansions, probably wait till a deal a day or something, but um right. having a lot of fun. Clink is such a good game. Just oh. I love the deck building plus having to move around on the board. It's, it's a nice combo of deck building and adventure survival type game. And of it's course, cool.
0: like deck building, you kind of get that engine building feel too. Oh, yeah,
1: absolutely. Especially when you play tons of cards on your turn and get tons of gold. And Emily was just right. Ra- oh, Summer's turns. She even died and she still beat me.
0: <sighs> yep, I didn't get my 20 points. I was one space away.
1: And she died.
0: And I died.
1: (laughs) And she still beat me. And I finished. I cut the toy. It was kind of ridiculous. but It was good times. Had a lot of fun playing that. And uh, we'll have to play the other side of the board. There's a second side that's a little more difficult. That's on our list to do. So we'll probably get that in. All right. Let's go ahead and move on. Let's leave our favorite for last. So let's talk about Drop It. Uh, We've talked about this a million times. But we had another couple up uh, come over and they've not. I mean, they they kind of played board games, but really not into board games per se. Uh, so we decided to introduce Drop It. I mean, Drop It's such a great game. Yeah. I think we played it after supper, before dessert, gym. and um, it was a hit. I mean, <laughs> when is yeah. it not a hit? I don't think I've ever had anybody play this game and didn't like it. It was just fun. They we played a couple games and. It's just one of those you just want to keep playing and playing. And even if you don't win, it's still fun. You still have laughs. Every has a good time. And it's just so good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It is so good. I think it's so fun. You have so many laughs. And it's really hard to explain why. But like just, oh, not, it's like, is it touching? Are you going to hit the side? Like how is it ricocheting? It
1: sh- gets really lucky and we're all laughing about it, especially when you're giving them a hard time or yeah, that person goes for the most obvious, easiest drop and then the shape
0: and Somehow, then it moves.
1: I don't know how it does it. Yeah. It just flips across. And
0: <laughs> or you'll drop something and be like, this is totally not going to work. And then it's like hanging in mid air.
1: <laughs> so much fun. Yeah, so if you haven't heard us talk about it or if you knew the podcast, that's probably not the only way you've never heard of this game. Uh, but it's basically a dexterity game where you're dropping these colored shapes on your turn into this... Uh, slot kind of like a tower that's clear and there's different levels so depending on where your piece lands you get points based on how high it is but there's some restrictions about uh, shapes to shapes and colors the colors that's pretty much it pretty easy um and it, when you drop it if you hit one of those restrictions you don't get any points otherwise you score points right away and yeah you just keep going i think you have nine shapes or so if you play a four player game and it actually it it, it does adjust the three and two players really well two players just get and three players just get more shapes than uh or more pieces than you do four player but it, it really plays really well and it's a lot of fun our seven year old loves this game he mm-hmm. likes playing a lot he gets really lucky sometimes he
0: does get really lucky but
1: I played we played this with kids we played this with adults everybody enjoys it I know a lot of people that I've introduced it to that they end up buying copies so yeah um it's a f- fairly affordable game I think you can get on Amazon for 15 20 bucks um but a lot of fun a lot of fun so it's called drop it definitely check it out um we really enjoy it's one of our top family games for sure
0: oh yeah all right emily
1: you want to talk about our third game on our list
0: yeah so we got no thanks to the table with with the same friends we haven't played this in well i know i didn't play it last year i know and i don't know about the year before we went to
1: pull it out we were trying to think of another game to play after after dessert with our with these friends. And I'm like, you know what? We, no thanks would be a great one. And I was like, yeah, we haven't played that last year. I,
0: Which I think last year, the whole year, I'm pretty sure I kept saying, let's play no thanks. And you kept saying no. <laughs> <laughs> and you kept saying no thanks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, so we played no thanks. <laughs> you know what? So... I'm- yeah, so you go ahead and talk about no thanks. What what this game's at?
0: So it's basically a deck of cards numbered one to thirty-five. Right? Does it start at one? Or no, three? three. Three starts at three. Three to thirty-five. But you take out nine cards, or does yep. it depend on how many? No, nope. nine playing? cards. Randomly. Nine cards. Yep. And basically, everyone starts the game with 11 chips, like plastic chips, mm-hmm. and then you just flip the top card over and you just go around the table and each person put on puts on a chip. Well, someone can take the card and they get all those chips. At the end of the game, the chips are worth negative points, but the card you take is worth that many points. Unless you can get a card that, that's directly low, lower than it. Like, if you're counting down, it's you get the point value of the lowest card you have in that run of numbers. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely pressed your luck to see if you're going to get that middle number that you need if you're taking two different cards. And But sometimes you run out of chips and have to take a card anyway. And I <laughs> definitely... <laughs> lost both times i had the most points ever because i kept getting stuck with huge card like huge numbered cards and could not get the card in the middle (laughs) it's true and it was very frustrating
1: but good frustrating (laughs) but good it
0: it was fun it was definitely fun to like and another thing about the game is you're supposed to keep your chips hidden so not everyone knows how many chips you have so you're definitely trying to figure out oh do they have chips are they gonna take it or can I go another round before I have to take the card where I'll get more chips. So it's kind of that back and forth.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Those chips being hidden really does make a big difference because you can try to milk for more of those chips. So if you're holding on to the 20 and the 21 comes up, for you to get the 21, it's no extra points because you already have the 20. But it's no real huge benefit to you either. And so some of those cases you might want to try to get the other players to Chip and a few chips so you can get extra points but you kind of have to be cognizant where everybody is because then if Emily runs out of chips she has to take it and so there's a lot of back and forth where you have to maybe push your luck a little bit maybe you have to be a little more uh, conservative where you you might need to uh, you know, I probably could get a couple more chips, but I'm going to take it because it's going to give me less points because it's the 19, I have the 20. So there's there's a lot of strategies with it. It's a little random at times, but it's still a lot of fun. Games take, what, 10, 15 minutes?
0: Yeah. it. Once you and get it's going. it's pretty simple. Like, it's it's a good game if you're with people that you want to chat with and don't want to have to focus solely on the game.
1: Yeah, and on your turn... You you either take the card and all the chips or you put a chip down. That's yeah. all you that's the only decision you have to make. So it's a pretty fast moving game. It's a lot of fun. The reprint, and I was looking at it, so we played with the old old school first edition and, and it got like bought out by a different company or something like that. But the reprint actually plays up to seven players, which the original oh, wow. game only plays up to five. So even the new version, I feel as though is a better value if you will
0: so does it still only go to 35
1: Uh uh-huh it does you'd probably just it's probably a little more cutthroat at seven so i don't know how that would play with seven players that'd be interesting interesting. um i've only played up to five which even at five is a lot of fun and uh you can get a lot of games in pretty in a quick amount of time and everybody has fun so it's it's a fantastic game it's one of those games that everybody should own in their library i think because it's small it's yeah, it's a filler game. It's very yeah. small, it plays very well. It's easy to play with the family, the friends, your your whomever, even if they're not into games, you know, per se, they can still have a fun activity and everybody's going to have fun.
0: It's not a two-player game though. I will say that. You no. have to have three three or more.
1: Yeah, it's a three plus, so it is not a two-player game, but it's great for families, great for those situations, and with the new version going up to seven, that's that's really nice. Because with the original version going up to five, that's a little tough to have only four or five players. But with seven, it's it's a lot more accommodating. So I think on Amazon it's nine dollars right now, so it's such a steal uh for the price and the fun you have with it. So kind of weird that that's the first time we've actually. I think we might have mentioned No Thanks before, but the first time we've actually played and talked about it on the podcast. Kinda yeah, crazy. I
0: think, so. I mean, it's the first time I've talked about it on the podcast.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at my plays on, I, I had to enter it from scratch on Board Game Geeks, or on my, uh, Oh
0: yeah, I'm saying, we did not play it last year, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, weird. Well, good times. We had a lot of fun. We played uh, three games of it, I believe. Good times. All right, well, let's move on to the last game of the list, the one I'm really excited to talk about. Not that the other ones were any good, uh, <laughs> but they, they were kind of older games, and maybe some people have already heard us talk about it, but this one's a newer game. It came out last year, I believe.
0: Two hours later. Two hours later.
1: Yeah, it came out in 2019, so I guess it felt like last year. We could, I don't know. doesn't matter. So <laughs> the game is... <laughs> it all runs together. The game is The Taverns of Tiefenthal. Did I get that right? I think I got that right. Tiefenthal. Tiefenthal? Tiefenthal? I've heard it pronounced multiple ways. It's T-I-E-F-E-N-T-H-A-L. I'm just guaranteed there's going to be email in the inbox from Corey being like, you pronounced that wrong. Um, (laughs) Google it. (laughs) This is the Taverns of Tiefenthal. Um, So this game, I've heard really good things about it. I've seen stuff on Facebook. I've seen things on YouTube, people talking about this game. And this one went on sale a few months ago, and I picked it up on Amazon I think it dipped around $30, which is a pretty good price for this. And so I kind of bought it sight unseen just based on everybody's rave reviews about this game. And it's always out of stock. Like if you go to Game Nerd or Card Haas, it's it's usually out of stock, so it's hard to find. So I'm like, why not? So bought it. Been sitting on our shelf then for months.
0: <laughs> Shrink wrapped for a while. So
1: for my birthday... We're, we're going to play a game. That yeah. Is, that, well, we're going to play it. So I busted it out, punched everything out, read the rules, and then we played it. Yes. And it was really
0: good. It was really good. It did live up to the hype. It was. And it, then some.
1: It was really good. It just clicked. It was really good. So the theme of this game is you are running your own tavern. And so you your board kind of is made up of these pieces that come together so you have kind of a tableau or board but they're
0: it, kind of like a they're th- puzzle some of pieces, the puzzle pieces are like pieces. puzzle pieces. Yes. Yeah and
1: they connect together. You have different rooms. It, mm-hmm. but basically it's your tavern is is kind of a is the view. And then in the middle of the table there's there's cards for equipment and then people you can hire the work in your your tavern so dishwasher brewer stuff like that and then you do have patrons or customers that you can try recruiting and then there's also this uh sideboard i think it's called like a cathedral or monastery or
0: monastery i believe it was yeah
1: um which is kind of kind of different i'm not 100 sure how that fits in but it does (laughs) maybe we need to look
0: into some history
1: (laughs) well there's that monk the monk in your tavern is the one that actually moves you along the monastery yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. Whatever. I didn't read all the fluff stuff in the book, but that's <laughs> essentially the idea is you're trying to run your, your tavern, and you're trying to upgrade and be the most prestigious to track the nobles and the high-paying customers or whatever, and and those customers give you a bunch of victory points, whoever has the most victory points wins, and that's basically the game. Uh, it plays over eight rounds, so it's always static. And essentially throughout the game, it, and it's a dice game too, so you're rolling dice and then it's a it's like a dice allocation. So you're taking those dice and allocating them to actions inside of your tavern. And certain actions require certain numbers. And so there's a little car, dice drafting because each player draws dice and then you're moving the dice to the other player. So they're rotating and so there's some drafting there. And then you're allocating the dice to the actions. You're doing the actions that give you either beer or money. And then you're using that beer and money to recruit new people and upgrade your bar, essentially. And that's going to give you bigger and better things. And then that's how the game goes on. And then whoever has the most wins. I think I described that game pretty well. Yeah, sounds good. Um, with the base game, we did play the first module. So it's kind of interesting. The, the base game on how you play it and... How you learn it is they call it module one. And then there's a whole nother booklet with four other modules that adds in a bunch of extra rules here or there. And I think the intent is if you play with all five modules, that's the full game, if you will. But there's a lot to it. So I think they kind of dumbed it down a little bit into... Like to step you into it, if you will, because it would be a lot to throw at you. It's not like this is a super complicated game per se. There's just a lot of moving pieces, if you will. Yeah. And so it can be a little overwhelming at first. But once you play through around, it's really not that
0: hard. Yeah. There's just a lot of actions you can take. There's a lot of action spots. And so it's hard to decide like, OK, well, where am I going to go? But with the dice drafting, it kind of chooses it for you. Mm-hmm. So there's only a certain options you can use with that, like a number two or a number six dice. Mm-hmm. So that kind of helps narrow it down too. But when you're learning the game, you have to learn what every spot does. So it makes it a yep. little bit complicated. And,
1: and there's some iconography too right. with it. And it's one of those games where, like, this game's played over eight rounds. With each, eight, yeah. within each round, there's <laughs> seven phases. Here's the seven phases, and then it goes through each of the seven. But they phases. put like
0: a phase on each. fiddly action. Oh, yeah. Some phases is like... (laughs) Move the dice.
1: Move the moon counter to the next level. That's the phase. And then one phase is like, well, now you need to uh, place all your dice and execute all the actions. It's like, whoa, that's a... That's a big phase. (laughs) 90% of the game is is executing those (laughs) actions. So that's one phase. Yeah, so what I really like about this game uh, is a couple things. It's definitely engine building. So the equipment and the people you can hire... Uh, Those things are going to give you better or more things to do on your turn. So getting servers, for example, give you more dice on your turn. Uh, Getting dishwashers, they allow you to add value to or pips to your dice. Um, Brewers give you extra beers per one of the beer actions. Um, Stuff like that. You can add tables, so now you can sit more patrons into your tavern, and so you can kind of invest in that. And then additionally, you're trying to recruit these patrons... Uh, into your bar and those patrons give you extra or even better rewards than your regulars which is kind of funny you start with these regulars and they give you like no money they just give you like one or two coins Uh, but then you can recruit these better patrons who are (laughs) giving you five six seven coins and so there's some strategy to that as well so overall it just really runs well there's a couple strategies i think i can see from the first play that you could go down but it looks like each strategy is kind of viable on its own. And as Emily said, sometimes the dice dictate what you can do, but it doesn't necessarily ever feel like you're stuck because you have yeah. plenty of options to manipulate. And even even from turn one, they give you that special person that you can put at your bar that you could use. And one of the options is after the round where you're drawing cards and filling up your tavern, if you don't like how it came out, you can just reset and basically mulligan your that phase and try again which is pretty neat and i also really really like placing the cards on top of your deck when you acquire them which yes, is actually kind that of is amazing it's something a little different most games like that you when you acquire it so it goes straight to your discard pile and then once your draw piles out you reshuffle and that's how you get it. no this should go straight to your top
0: so then you know what's coming if well you, remember. you would think <laughs> And if you don't remember, you get to act super surprised.
1: There, there were several times when we were playing. Emily's like, "Oh yes, table. Oh yes, I'm Like Emily, you just bought those last turn. Of course, they're on top. She's like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> uh, but that's a cool mechanic. Is all that equipment and people you serve doesn't go against you drawing cards on your turn, uh, because you draw cards until you get enough patrons to fill up all your tables. And so having and buying a bunch of equipment actually doesn't feel bad or doesn't feel as though you're filling up your deck. Does that make sense? Mm Because a lot of deck building or engine building games, sometimes when you're doing that, it goes kind of against it. But if you fill it up with a bunch of barmaids or servers and dishwashers and brewers and whatnot, you keep drawing until you get those patrons into your tavern. And so then you have a really good turn. You're getting more dice. You're getting more bonuses and whatnot. It's great. Mm -hmm. And then... I really like the aspect of, of upgrading your tavern. Basically, every piece on this tavern is modular and kind of puzzle piecey, like Emily was saying, it like has like a puzzle connection.
0: Like puzzles?
1: Yeah, puzzles. Um, <laughs> and uh when you upgrade it, you can do it with money. You flip it over, you 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 take it and flip that part over, and now it has an upgraded action for the rest of the game, which is really cool. Really cool. So you can kind of pick and choose where you want. And, and then on top of it, you get a noble for upgrade. And those nobles give you like 10 victory points. That's where you get all the victory points. And so that's the whole big thing is in the end, you're trying to get these nobles, which if you, if you make a lot of beer like Emily was, uh, you can take that <laughs> beer and recruit these nobles. And you're getting 10, 20, 30 points a pop mm-hmm. on those later turns. And it's great. You can use that monastery track. There's upgrades on that. So you can use that strategically. You're always getting upgrades on every turn. It just, I really like this. It just flows really well. It doesn't last too long. Uh, It maybe could be one turn longer. Maybe.
0: I was kind of surprised when it was over.
1: But it never dragged on. No. And there was a couple turns we both had where we just got to play tons of stuff and it felt really good. So Mm -hmm. you you got to utilize the engine. And even then, I think we came. I know I won, but we came pretty close on points, didn't we? Like we're 15 points off or so. Yeah,
0: something like that.
1: So, overall, it was a lot of fun. Um, I've talked enough about it. What do you think about it, Emily?
0: I really liked it. I I do like that you can put the cards you just bought on the top of your deck. I like allocating the dice, but it, it never feels like you're stuck. Like, there's always options to put the dice out. Like, it almost feels like you don't have enough enough dice each <laughs> turn. <laughs>
1: yeah, Well, which makes those servers that much more powerful to right. get. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, it was one of those games where I was thinking about it later on in the evening, like, hmm, what should I have done differently? And that's what I think shows a good game, that if I'm thinking about it later, about wanting to play it again, or like, what could I mm-hmm. have done differently? Yep. I feel like that's a good game that sticks with you.
1: Yeah, I was even today thinking about the game, not necessarily yeah. in the context of what I should have done differently or what I could do differently. I would just... I want to play that again.
0: Like, that's a good game.
1: It was really solid. It it definitely, it hit all the beats for me. Mm -hmm. Engine building uh, had a really cool theme and and table presence. I mean, just the modular tavern. And and heck, the first player token is a 3D cardboard beer mug. Yeah. uh, That you pass it forth. That's that's the first player marker. Just little things like that. The artwork is really well done. It Mm -hmm. hits the theme really well. There's yes. a lot of cool pieces. The dice are really nice. Like the components are really top notch.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and it all sticks with the theme. Like the yeah. place that you put your dice on is a coaster.
1: Y- yeah. Y- it's called the beer coaster. It's really nice for just a little thing that you place your dice on. It's kind of silly. Mm-hmm. I-, I also like the board and all the components. There's a lot of modular, like modularity with it. Mm-hmm. Um, at most of the board you're flipping to the other side for the upgraded side, but there's some spots where there's other components that come with the game that you can swap in when you're playing with the other modules that make it a little more complicated and add in some more uh, strategies, such as there's the barkeep and there's a little tracker now that you add in. There's a guest book you add in. Um, you can upgrade your bait, your starting, um, customer and lockbox at the beginning of the game so you have different ones that change then how the game plays out. Um really like that and uh I don't know. I for even for a, there's really not any randomness to this. I mean, yeah, with the dice and everything there is, but Wolfgang Warsh is the the designer of this game and he designed like Quacks of Quinlmberg, which this does kind of give me a Quacks of Quinlmberg the
0: art Quinlanberg yes.
1: feel not only from the art, but even the gameplay kind of feels ish a little like it, um, a little bit what's what you're trying to do with the engine building stuff. But this game's way better than oh, Quacks.
0: way way better. This is
1: a this is what Quacks was trying to be. I feel like <laughs> um, this is a little more of a complicated game. Uh, it's a little longer. It's it's an hour game versus Quacks. is probably about a half an hour. It, it, there it's a little heavier of a game, but it's still a medium weight game. This is not like a, a game you're going to pull out and play, introduce to friends that come over on the weekend that never played board games right. before. yeah. But this is a game I'd pull out with um if Jamie and Chris came over. You know, they play games. Yes. Pretty used to games. Yeah. We would play with them or Corey or even people who play Settlers of Catan a lot and and want to get into some different mm-hmm. games. This is yeah. the type of game if if kind of used to playing hobby board games, not necessarily introduce somebody to, I'm not going to introduce this to my parents, um, for example, but my sister, I would. Yeah. Um, just because they play more board games. So it's not super complicated, but it's definitely not a game that you're gonna find at Target because that's not really right. the audience per se, if yes. you will. And I'm not like trying to gatekeep, if you will, to people. It's just that's the reality, I think, with a with a little of the weight and complexity of this game, but it's such a good game. It
0: is such a good game.
1: <laughs> I, r- I really enjoyed this one a lot. It's
0: definitely very yes, very thematic, like very I very good game immersion, like immersion experience.
1: Yeah, the theme game everything ties really well experience. together.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Yeah, and there's an expansion coming out in 2021. What
0: did way. you name your tavern?
1: Uh puzzles? <laughs> I was joking around Why like puzzles. I uh, well, that's the puzzle. <laughs> I was joking around with Emily when I pulled it out. I'm, I'm going to name my tavern puzzle. She's like, you get to name your tavern? I'm like, no, but I am.
0: That That's one drawback to this game. There's not a an tro- option to name your own tavern. So it's a
1: pass now because you
0: don't get to name your own
1: tavern. <laughs> really picky. This game is really fun to play, but I'm going to say it's not good because I can't name. Um. <laughs> By the way, Emily. What? With the expansion coming out. You get to add a wine cellar or Ooh. a guest room to your tavern.
0: Oh, fancy. So you,
1: you could add like innkeeper and oh, other stuff.
0: It's like viticulture meets <laughs> taverns. Yes. <laughs>
1: really good game. We could keep talking about how good of a game it is, but yes. it's really good. Please check it out. It's a great game. It is a great game. Um, It's a little pricey. I'll give you that. Um, it's running about fifty dollars on Amazon. Again, I don't even know if Game Nerd's has it. Yeah, it's sold. So uh, um, on Game Nerd, well, it said no. It says in stock. Actually, oh. they must have just got it in stock, and it says sale price. Add to cart. It is thirty seven forty nine on Game Run, Nerds right folks. now, folks. <laughs> um, this has been out of stock for a really long time. They Get must it. have just got it in stock. But yeah, it's on sale right Go now. Go
0: buy it right now. <laughs>
1: and, you know what I, I thought it played really well at two players as well
0: i thought it oh that's another thing yeah it was a good game at two players i obviously we haven't played it with more players but it was a good two-player game besides like drafting the dice there's really not a lot of player interaction
1: no there is and that's pretty typical of Warf, wolf game warship right. game i mean ganshan clever or quacks of Lindberg, but it's still a lot of fun that's
0: okay Like, I I don't necessarily care about that. Some people do. Some people
1: do. Some people do.
0: take it or leave it.
1: We still liked it. We liked it. And I drink a beer while doing it, too. (laughs) I should have my big beer stein out. Uh, That's what I feel like I needed is a beer stein while playing this game. Right. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, uh, $37 on sale on Game Nerds right now. You have to add it to the cart to get the sale price. FYI, just throwing it out there.
0: And if you want to get free shipping, you're going to have to add more games. Yeah,
1: $75 free shipping at Game Nerds. Not bad. Yeah. All right. Well, we can end on that, Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if we play more of that with more modules in the future. I'd like to play I, yes, through the rest of the week. modules. <laughs> at least ha-
0: one more module we this might.
1: week. Oh, darn. We might have Except
0: to. Except I do want to try out Roll for Adventure.
1: I did get Roll Adventure. I got that punched out, but we ran out of time with food, preparation and stuff. Uh, But I got that in clearance. And I know we've talked about it on the podcast maybe once around Gen Con. I know Corey and I played it at Gen Con. So we'll pull that out and talk about that next time. It'll be fun. Yeah. Sounds good. Roll with it. With the dice theme games, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, anything else you want to talk about, Emily, before we move on here? We're running out of time. I don't think so. Okay. Well, we do appreciate you listening, and, and hopefully you found something in there that sounds interesting. Hopefully, it's Taverns of
0: Tiefenthal. We do not get any money for this. No, just we don't. We saying that.
1: We, do, we, we don't, but it's such a good game. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we do thank you for listening. Next week, we'll be back with episode 92, and Chris will be co-hosting. We hope you have a wonderful week, and thanks again. From the games we play, I'm Brian.
0: And I'm Emily. Happy and birthday, Brian.
1: Thank you, and keep on gaming. <laughs> join the conversation feel free to give us your feedback you can find us on instagram facebook and twitter at games we play pod and at games at
0: gmail.com